0: Welcome, everyone, to On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. I'm your co-host today, Kareem Anderson. I'm joined by the world's greatest co-host.
1: Arif Backus
0: And we are here once again to talk about Windows stuff. So uh, strap in, uh, get your popcorn, and uh, hopefully you have some uh, questions and we'll give you some insights about all the things in Windows land for the week. Uh, starting with uh, our Windows 11 launch, uh, which uh, was official uh, Um we, I think we started on Monday with it and now we've seen some, we've seen the rollout kind of happen. We've also seen concerns start rolling in just as with any other launch. We'll cover those in a little bit.
1: Yeah, uh, Windows 11 actually launched one day early. The initial day was October 5th, but they launched it on October 4th in uh, news because it was October 5th in New Zealand time. They took kind of a global rollout kind of thing to it. So we here in the States got Windows 11 a day early and that is what we'll uh, recap. But we'll also talk about how you could get Windows 11 if uh, you don't already have it. There are three different ways you could download Windows 11, and it'll just speed through those really quickly for you.
0: Yeah, and uh, after that, because like I said, it's mostly Windows thing uh, podcast today, we'll talk about uh, our fast recap uh, of the week uh, for some of the stuff that we, you know, covering for the Windows thing below. So like, you know, like I said, this is Windows software. We also have some hardware we're going to talk about. So we'll leave a, a section open for that. So it may seem like a short pod. Uh, maybe it will be, maybe it won't. But uh, those are two major things. So we got Windows 11 launch, how to get Windows 11, and some of these minor topics that kind of follow in be- uh, underneath that, which is uh, people being able to upgrade directly from Windows 10 to Windows 11 out of the box. If you buy a PC now uh, and you bought it and it still has Windows 10, say today or for whatever reason. Uh, you can also jump straight to Windows 11 and we'll, share, we'll tell you how to get to that.
1: And then we'll also talk about uh, the what do you think. Uh, we asked you guys a couple of questions about Windows 11 and the week's surface news. So we'll just be recapping that for you really quickly.
0: Yeah. Um, so with that being said, we'll just get into the news. We'll get you guys going uh, this week. So, like we said, Windows 11 launched on was it Monday. Uh, which like sticky Monday, day.
1: October 4th?
0: <laughs> here in the States, here in the States. Uh, in New Zealand, it was uh, was it Tuesday, October 5th?
1: Yeah, it was October 5th in New Zealand when it launched, but here in the US, it was October 4th. So, The Verge put out a post saying, Oh, Windows 11 launched a day early.
0: Yeah, I mean, technically, they did, technically, they didn't I guess for whatever reason, they really want to hit the 5th uh, across the <laughs> world uh so uh we all kind of scrambled to run and write our post and get our reviews out and uh kind of beat the what we presume was an embargo yeah. for some yeah um uh, you know daily uh and for for what it's worth, most people got windows eleven uh on the fourth uh you know throughout the rest of the day uh we were showing people where to go get it, uh blog posts uh things that we wrote, reviews on youtube, things like that and how to get windows eleven and so far. Fingers crossed. Uh, there haven't been any major uh, stop gaps for uh, getting the download. Uh, I know that there, prior to Windows 11 being rolled out, there was a lot of, Hey, will my PC be able to handle it? Uh, where could I get it? Uh, can I get an ISO for? For those people who still do clean installs of those sorts, how do I roll over from the Insider Build straight into the Release uh, Preview, and uh, will I still get features for it? I mean, there's a lot of confusion, and some of that stuff is still there, so. Uh, you know, take take caution when upgrading if you're if you're an insider uh, with a PC who you know might have previously not been able to get it. Uh, but for the most part, we haven't seen any bricks. Uh, we haven't seen anything about computers overheating or exploding. None of that stuff so far. And it's been what is it, about four and a half days since yep. the rollout. We'll give it another week, and then we can part. We can start to say we're in the clear for one of Microsoft's more successful rollouts of a Windows operating system.
1: And to celebrate the rollout, they actually did something pretty cool. Like we said, it was a time zone based launch, so they actually lit up the world landmarks in Windows 11 colors in the blue. So I think it was Microsoft 365 Twitter that tweeted out the picture of the the Burj Khalifa building. It's uh, the world's tallest building in uh, in Windows 11 blue with Windows 11 on it. And then they also um, lit up a billboard in Times Square with Windows 11 on it. And of course they. Seattle Space Needle in Microsoft's hometown was lit up blue as well. And here in New York City, they were handing out free uh, Windows 11. "Quote unquote flavored ice cream," and they also mailed that out to select influencers. I saw that um, Richard Woods and uh, Richard Hay were tweeting about it, and even Panos he had an unboxing of the ice cream over on his Instagram page. So that those were some of the activities to celebrate the launch of Windows 11. Now that we're in a COVID world where they can't have a grand Windows Phone launch party like they used to do back in the days.
0: Uh, and with that being said, I don't even know if they really want to. You remember when we had the grand old Windows phone launch and the death of the <laughs> yeah, iPhone? yeah, yeah. And
1: yeah, yeah, that yeah. is
0: constantly being beam thrown back in all of our faces. So yeah. maybe it's for the best that they do a more subtle uh, approach. Uh, for those of you who are in the States, I don't know if this is internationally. I know internationally you have different commercials. But here in the States, they've uh, begun rolling out that weird Windows uh, 11 commercial. One the
1: lady in... walking through the computer yeah. wall.
0: Fortunately, they've shortened it. Uh, I don't yeah. know if that helps it or not, but uh, the commercial is about 15 seconds shorter, so you don't you don't get any of the Halo stuff. You don't get any of the weird uh, walking through the App Store uh, again. Maybe that stuff would have been better to have on the thing than what they kind of do now, where she kind of gets sucked into the couch and then falls into <laughs> an abyss. I don't know, but uh, I said all that to say this is that they are at least uh, rolling out the commercials. Uh, in a more uh, routine fashion. you know, We thought this might have been a one-off, uh, but this goes to the commitment for Windows 11. I do hope, my fingers crossed, that they do roll out more commercials, not just this one over and over again, uh, more commercials explaining Windows 11, uh, some of the features. And uh, I think I had mentioned I uh, written online, I believe somewhere, uh, Twitter maybe, about how Windows 11 used to stop chasing after Apple and, Mark, uh, and their macOS uh, creatives, and show the creatives on the Windows side. They may not be uh, the same people who are, you know, creating tons of content for YouTube. But there are people who are civil engineers building cool bridges and being part of the, you know, Build Back Better plan or, or the infrastructure plan. These are people who are getting paid to make cool things, uh, you know, kind of chart uh, railroad tracks things like that, new uh, airliners and repairing jets and propulsion engines, things like that. So. Maybe go after those people. Maybe say, hey, you know, I know you've been using an old Dell for however long. Here's a cool new Surface laptop that looks pretty sleek, something that you wouldn't mind tossing in a bag versus just putting a big eight pound chunk workstation somewhere. Go after those people. So that's what I'm hoping the next round of commercials are for.
1: And Windows 11 is the dream child of uh, Panos Panay, who's associated with Surface, but this is the first OS that he had his hands touch. And it's something that he was really proud of. In the announcement blog post, he mentioned, uh, this is his quote, Windows is a driving force for innovation. It's an enduring platform for each each one of us to create. And it's home for over a billion people to do their jobs, live their dreams, and connect with the people they love. And he really emphasized that Windows 11 is something that is a transformative experience. And like uh, Kareem was talking earlier about, he said, to fully understand the magic of Windows 11, you must get it in your hands. The gorgeous graphics, sounds, and animations of Windows 11, along with the innovative and beautiful hardware and Surface, uh, provides an experience like none other. So that was uh, Panos' thoughts on the Windows 11 launch, of course, uh, via a blog post. But over the past few weeks, we've been covering everything that's new in Windows 11 and everything that's changed in Windows 11 Uh, basically it boils down to the start menu multitasking features some gaming updates as well as the new Microsoft Store and the performance updates we did a video last week about what's new and our own Cody put out his own video about everything that is new and his own opinion and his own review of Windows 11 so if you guys want to check it out to learn more about what's new feel free to go ahead and and click over to his video right now
0: yeah uh, and that again that's not to minimize uh any of the other works that we're here glossing over these are just yeah. some of the consumer facing things yeah. there's stuff that they've done with hdr with animations with uh optimizations for uh uh screens uh you know being able to kind of adjust on the fly blue light things of those natures the sound profile has been entirely revamped so uh it's you know the the clicks and notification pings and pongs or A little more soothing, things like that. Like, that's a ton of stuff that we are, we want to give those people credit. We don't know who the engineers are, but acknowledge that there is a lot of uh, under the hood work that has been done, even though we complain that the volume rocker hasn't changed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of new stuff in Windows 11 and you could head over to our site and click yes. the Windows 11 tab on the top and read through all of our articles from the last 3 months and there you go, you'll have a look at everything that's new cha- new and change in Windows 11 and even some rumors about what's coming next. We oh, would love to one, we would yeah, love to ahead. rehash everything here for you on the show, but we would be sitting here for probably 6 hours to get up to speed with all the Windows 11 news. One.
0: One thing that we're kind of proud about is that we did a recently did a roundtable. We do this normally for yeah. Oh, yeah. big releases, so please go check that out. You can kind of get a view of our personalities and what we thought about uh, the Windows 11 rollout. Uh, we've, again, we've been insiders. You've probably been insiders. You probably have opinions just like us for the last four months, and you kind of get a, an overview of what we think. I'll give you a brief sum up from mine, is that it is nice, but needs work. What would you, why would you sum up yours?
1: I basically said it is nice and the nicest Windows since the Windows 7 and Windows Vista Aero Glass era. But I also did acknowledge that, yes, there is some controversy and yes, there is more work to be done. But this is the start of something new for Windows and for Microsoft, especially with panels being in charge of both the hardware and the software now.
0: Yeah, so go read about Lorenz and Brad and Kipps and Robbie's. And so, uh, again... Tons of Windows information. Moving on to the next topic, because uh, you've heard us talk about it, you're probably interested, how do you get it? Uh, you can get it uh, pr- pretty easily, actually. Microsoft's made this process pretty easy. Uh, uh, I start off, I wrote a piece about it, and you know, the first question you want to ask yourself is if you have the time to get it. Not that I'm saying that this is a super long download, but it is more than just clicking the update button uh, for some people, especially with older hardware. Uh, Microsoft has released a uh, Windows Health check app, I believe, you can go grab, and I, again, I have it in my post, so maybe we'll put it down in the links below, uh, where you can go download it. It's a, uh, it's a quick dot uh, quick.exe uh, download. And what it does is just kind of scans your system, it takes about 10 seconds, 15 seconds to let you know whether or not you're good to go for the download. And the cool thing is that once you know, for those of you who are good to go, it gives you a link right within the app itself to go get the download from directly from Microsoft. Uh, again, you don't, even have, to f- you don't even have to fiddle around with the settings menu. For those of you who are insiders, you already have the latest one, you are moving on to the next branch uh, whenever the next uh, build comes out, so don't worry about that. And for everyone else uh, who are just normal people for the release channel or beyond uh, or regular channels, just go to your settings menu, hit your uh, update check, and you should be seeing it show up there. Uh, that seems to be the easiest one. There are some caveats for people who do have systems that don't meet the requirements. But you know, if you feel like your systems, you know, less than three years old, and for whatever reason, TPM or two isn't turned on automatically, uh, you can either go to your manufacturer's website and get a BIOS update. Uh, I think they're working in conjunction. They may not all be out ready right now, but keep up. The, you know, keep going back. So if you need to go to Lenovo, Dell, HP, Asus, Acer. Go there, go to the driver updates, and maybe there's a BIOS that'll automatically turn it on. For those of you who can't, uh, we all—I believe Microsoft offered a workaround as well. And I think you wrote or you added that to my post about that one.
1: Yeah, your post covered the three different ways that you could get Windows 11. Obviously, the the best way to get it is through Windows Update because. Uh, Windows 11 is rolling out just like Windows 10 featured updates did. It's, quote-unquote, a phased approach, which means that they're testing it for your hardware and everything that you have to make sure that it's ready and there won't be bugs. But if you're this really... Was done, like, this was done for Windows 10 as well, so this is yeah. nothing new. But if you're really excited and you really do want Windows 11 without waiting for it through Windows Update, again, as your post said, you could uh, get it through the Windows 11 Installation Assistant, which is a go. new tool that they have over on the um, Windows d- Software Download website. And through that tool, you could uh, run all of the checks and just click a bunch of buttons, click Run, and you get your uh, piece. You get your PC up and running with Windows 11. But there is actually some fine print here, too. Now, on that same page where you download that tool, Microsoft does mention that you could use the Windows 11 installation assistant to download Windows 11 on unsupported PCs, and you can do that through a registry hack. And this is something that they mentioned. Previously, we were saying that it's something that you shouldn't do, but Microsoft, again, in the fine print, they say, You shouldn't do this, and you should have uh, compatible hardware, but if you really want Windows 11 on something that doesn't have TPM or the right CPU, you could do it by uh, following the uh, registry tweaks that they have listed on the page, and you'll be good to go. And then, finally, there's also one final way that you could get Windows 11, which is through the ISO file. You could download the ISO file, create it on a usb or just uh, mount the iso and upgrade any pc to windows 11 which is what i did on a 13 year old thinkpad that uh was running windows 7 and now it has windows 11 on it so there you go that's a summary of all the different ways that you could get windows 11 right now if you want it
0: yeah you're about 95 percent guaranteed to get some version of windows 11 so uh, it's out there and again if you have any questions please leave them in the comments or reach out to us on twitter and We'll see if we can walk you through it or maybe point you in the direction of somebody at Microsoft who can.
1: But I did miss one important thing, which is if you are using Windows 11 on unsupported hardware, you are not guaranteed to get security updates or the um, the driver updates or the other firmware updates that you normally would would get if you do it on a supported device. So that is something really important to point out if you decide to use an ISO or use the media creation tool or use the installation assistant to get Windows 11 on an unsupported device. Yeah,
0: this is basically to hold you over until you go get a new device.
1: But uh, that said, I'll let you get into our fast recap, and I'll put uh, 10 minutes on the clock to get through our fast recap because we really want to get to our Surface segment in a bit.
0: Yeah, that's a fun section. Uh, Starting off, we have our Windows upgrade to Windows 11 uh, out-of-the-box experience for people who are starting up a Windows 10 device. So you go out to the store, you go to Best Buy today, you pick up an HP Elite, I believe, and it has Windows 10 on it. If it's connected to the internet, which most devices are, uh, you know, connected to your internet, you'll get a quick update that'll basically run the installer for Windows 11. So you'll be, you'll basically end around Windows 10 and go straight to Windows 11 if you want to. Uh, if you don't, you may want to just start uh, the install for Windows 10 sans internet, go through the entire process, and then c- turn on your internet. Uh, I believe that Windows 11 may be still waiting for you once you're done, but you don't have to install it or download it, I believe. So uh, that's for those of you who are just in the weird uh, rollout phase of Windows 11 right now where it's still hitting devices and manufacturers are putting out new devices on the shelves. I believe we we wrote on our website uh, a list of new devices that have already been Windows quote unquote certified that should be hitting shelves pretty soon. But, you know, obviously there are hundreds of variations and configurations of Windows devices that are currently out that are all been set to Windows 10. Uh, Some of them have even been set to Windows 8 uh, for whatever reason still, Uh, I'm guessing for business reasons. Uh, But again, uh, you can basically see the cool new out-of-box experience for Windows 11, even if you get a Windows 10 device off the shelf. Also, just be aware, that is what you buy. If you bought the device for specifically Windows 10, again, Maybe start setting up offline first,
1: and you'll also get Windows 11 on Windows Cloud PC now, a uh, Windows 365 Cloud PC now too as well. And I know this is something that you wrote about and you covered. Yeah, uh,
0: this is basically for IT admins. Uh, this is just a cool, quick way to roll over your uh, provisions, uh, that you all the provisions, all the work you've done to set up uh, the cloud there the VMs for Windows 10. can now be rolled over to Windows 11, and I believe you do most of that through the Microsoft uh, endpoint. Uh, so again, it's fairly easy to kind of, uh, at this point, if you want to be an uh, early adopter, roll over your uh, uh Provisions from Windows 10 to Windows 11 again. Uh, this is through for Windows 365 Enterprise support for Windows 11. Uh, some of the other things you get from that, I believe, uh, is that you will make uh, sure I get this right. Uh, you get uh, some of the background changes. Uh, this is to let uh, users know that their cloud PC is now uh, Windows 11 enabled. And it's just really the background change. You know, Windows 10, their wallpaper was the Windows. Icon basically the, yeah. the branding. Yeah. Now they have that flower, that bloom, or whatever, and you'll see that once you uh, start up your your new device. So uh, users will know that I have a new uh, setup, and this will be done for the VM version as well. Aside from the background, you also get tie-in supports for Microsoft Endpoint Management uh, from Windows 10 to Windows 11. Admins can take uh, can also take a little bit of comfort knowing that the new security systems or installations will come with uh, Windows 11. Uh, so you'll get support for the new UEFI, secure boot improvements, and uh, it'll enforce TPM. So, you know, if you need to go tell your boss or whoever's managing the company's uh, devices that, you know, we need to set up TPM, this is something that you can kind of tell them to do for you as well.
1: And um, we so also, now, yeah, yeah I jumped you there because I'm so excited to get into the other news, which is about the Epic Game Store coming to the Windows 11 Microsoft Store. This was something that they promised would be coming a few weeks ago, but now it's official. So you could, uh, it's the same installer that Ah, uh, you could find on the Epic Games website, but it's now available from the Microsoft Store itself. So you could download games like Fortnite, Far Cry 6, Wonderlands, and the whole their whole library of uh, Epic Games titles now uh, just a click away in the Microsoft Store, and that's one news about the microsoft store and the other news is about the disney plus app which is now available on windows 11 now i'm not subscribed to disney plus but i did download the app just to see like what the ui looks like i know you're subscribed and you use it do you have anything you want to add really quickly here
0: Uh, i mean it looks just like the pwa uh, i did it the you know old-fashioned way as of four months ago, where you would just basically go to the browser, (laughs) go to Edge, and then install it as an app. It's very much the same. I do believe that they're going to have some new tie-ins in the future uh, for stuff like that, where in the, I believe, the, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Movies and TV app or whatever becomes the new version of that will then just initially trigger that. Um, So, you know, it'll feel like a more native app and just, you know, kind of a web wrapper. Uh, So uh, for your movies anywhere or anything like that, that trigger any kind of Disney content, it should open up or launch the app uh, natively. So that should be coming soon, I believe.
1: And, um, the final story here in our fast recap, it happens to be a bug in Windows 11. Uh, people were complaining about how, uh, their CPU performance with Ryzen CPUs in Windows 11 isn't quite the same and it's something that uh, my AMD and Microsoft acknowledge. Uh, you could experience up to a 15% drop in performance if you have a AMD processor and you upgrade to Windows 11 when you're doing gaming. And this is something that AMD and Microsoft are looking into. So if you have an AMD processor and you're a gamer and you're upgrading to Windows 11, you might want to reconsider your upgrade for A bit, or at least roll back to Windows 10 in the meantime.
0: Yeah, Microsoft and AMD are having some issues uh, (laughs) right now, Uh, but we expect them to get sorted out. And I believe uh, new devices will start seeing configurations with more AMD support uh, in the future.
1: They also had a bug um, about the how some people were upgrading to Windows 11 from Windows 10, and the, start, the old Windows 10 start menu was still there, as well as the old Windows 10 taskbar. But uh, it's only a couple or like 20 or 30 people or so. I don't think it's something that everyone is experiencing to say that it's Microsoft's fault. But these bugs and quirks are expected in the initial rollout, like we said earlier. So if you're upgrading this week, just be a little cautious because... Because there are bugs out there and there are issues you could come across if you decide to adopt Windows 11 early on.
0: I feel like this is just Stardock sabotaging people. They're like, putting their, like
1: <laughs> they're putting their app on
0: there and be like, Joe, oh, do you want to stay with Windows 10? Get my eye on Stardock.
1: And uh, we also did a poll um, about uh, you to hear what you guys think about the week's news. And the first of these, this relates to uh, Surface devices. And we asked you, did you buy a new Surface device this week uh, between the Laptop Studio, Go 3, or Pro 8? And we had 18 votes, and 83% of people said no, uh, they are too expensive. And 16% of people said yes, Laptop Studio, which is like uh, two people, I would assume.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. The devices are fortunate this year. I believe everything's gone up except for the Pro X, which is the one you left off. I believe that's when that dropped by 100 bucks. Yeah. I even think that the Go 3 might have went up, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, you know, this is kind of the cost of innovation and R&D for at least the two other devices. I don't know why the, Pro, or why the Go went up. But when it comes to the Surface Laptop uh, uh, Studio and the uh, Pro 8, Microsoft obviously sunk some R&D cost into fixing the, you know, updating the chassis, rounding the corners, updating screen technology, all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, these first generations are going to be a little more expensive uh, with uh, the feature sets that you get. Hopefully, you know, with the Pro 8 Plus or Pro 9 and a Surface Laptop Studio 3, uh, we start to see that those prices come back down to where it makes sense.
1: And we, our second question is uh, relating to Windows 11. Did you upgrade any of your PCs to Windows 11 this week? We had 27 votes, and this was kind of close. 51% of people said yes, more than one PC, and 48% of people said no, I am waiting it out.
0: Well, see, that's, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, I wonder if the nuance is that, again, we, I would think our audience are insiders like ourselves, so if you say, no, you know, you upgraded, but not this week, that's a no for you, regardless of whatever the, the rest of the sentence is, so Uh, I wonder if a lot of our, you know, viewers have already upgraded and the question meant nothing to them. They just answered it for the hell of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's always expected with these polls. You only could put so much in the answers, Anyway, So uh, now the uh, third question, if you upgraded your PC to Windows 11, how did you upgrade? This was retweeted by our friend Richard Hayes. So we did get a lot of uh, feedback on this one. We had 30 votes and... The choices were Windows Update, Installation Assistant, or Media Creation Tool. Top choice was Windows Update. Second choice, in forty percent, was Installation Assistant, and in last place, at sixteen point seven percent, was the Media Creation Tool.
0: See, that's. I think that's where we have to go. I think when we do like the uh, your previous question, we just gotta give them a third option. Like, nope, already an insider. We'll see. Like, okay. hundred <laughs> percent. Check that one. Uh, yeah, that I means it's good. I'm glad people are finding uh, ways to get the new version of Windows 11. Like I said, it's it's cool. I am looking forward to the future of Windows 11. Uh, I like what I see so far, but there are some things that I'm like, hey, let's get on the ball. Let's keep this going. Let's get the next next round of updates.
1: And next round of questions is did you have any bugs after upgrading to Windows 11? We had uh, 23 votes, and 60% of people said no, it's all good, and 39% of people said yes, some issues. So there are some people who had issues, but the majority of people had a smooth experience.
0: Yeah, as you said, there are some oddities that can still happen. Uh, again, most of this is Windows 10 code based. Uh, they've just changed some of the UI stuff, so uh, I wonder if by bugs, is it just UI inconsistencies, things that they used to be used to, or things that are just actually uh, slowing down the device. I know I had, a. Uh, I think we had written about the memory leak from yeah. uh, a few days ago. Uh, I believe a lot of people are covering it. Uh, this is something that's happened to a few people, not a wide-ranging amount of people, but it happened to me. And it, you know, I, I got it fixed by actually reinstalling uh, the most recent uh, Insider build, and it kind of went away after that. So. Uh, And what that basically is, is that the File Explorer, uh, if you open it uh, and then close it again, it will just continue running. The memory will be run in the background. If you open more than one or two instances of it, it will leave those however many you left open originally and just drain your memory. So you might uh, start seeing some jitters, some some stuttering. You won't won't know why, but that could be it. And uh, there are several solutions on how to fix that online if you run into that, but it's a small amount.
1: And final question, we asked, uh, have you tried upgrading an unsupported PC to Windows 11 with uh, Microsoft's worked around, as we described earlier, or via the media creation tool? And this had 28 votes. 64% of people said no, uh, didn't try it yet. Uh, 28% of people said yes, I tried it and it worked. And 7% said yes, I tried it and it failed. So there are people out there who actually tried the workaround and got it working. Yeah,
0: there are people who trust in Microsoft, and I commend all of you. I feel sorry (laughs) for you, interview, or or it didn't work. Uh, Hopefully, you will try again, uh, and it might work around this time, or you're in line or in queue to get a new device. Uh, Like I said, it's it's awesome, uh, but uh, don't feel bad. Uh, It's a lot like Windows 10 if you can't get it. Um, I believe some of the UI stuff is actually going to be in the Inbox app, so... You'll, you'll start to get a flavor of that, those stuff coming down the pipeline. Uh, the store, I believe, will also be backported as well. I don't know how soon they to get around to that, but uh, you'll start to see the UI design and some of the UI capabilities, the functionalities of Windows 11 in the store on Windows 10. So, excuse me, you're not missing out too much, at least the, the Windows 11 party as it stands right now.
1: And that said, uh, time to get into the hardware party. Um, yeah, we're, we're, out on, we're all missing out on that one. Yeah, we're we're well, um, we're going to get hands on here with the Surface Pro 8 as well as the Surface Laptop Studio. Um, the Surface Pro 8 was provided by Microsoft to me to uh, review Windows 11 for my other publication, and I ended up getting the laptop Studio as well on my own. But now I have two of the hardwares here that I want to get through. What You'll have to bear with me while I set up my camera and my microphone
0: uh well, I think he's setting that up right now. I think his camera and his microphone went down. Yeah, it. I muted off.
1: myself, but I was telling Kareem to oh. get started with the uh with the introduction about what I'm gonna show off
0: yeah, yeah, so uh like he said, he's got the pro eight uh he's got the service books, so uh or a surface laptop excuse me, a service laptop studio. And I believe I've been asking the questions all week about it, uh, just because I'm jealous and I'm curious and I've asked him stuff about the refresh rates, uh, because I'm super interested in that and how that affects battery, how the batteries have been going. He's been on Twitter, I believe, uh, kind of documenting a lot of this stuff. So follow his Twitter. If you have, if you want to answer, if you want the answer to some of those questions, the other thing I've asked him about is the weight. I know that both the pro eight and, uh, the Surface Laptop Studio, come with a bit of girth. I believe the Pro 8 is a little bit heftier than the Surface Pro 7 and might be around the same weight as the Surface Pro 7 Plus. And um, it doesn't mean that they're super heavy. It's just that they're noticeable. I also believe that uh, there are magnets in both the Surface Pro 8 Mm -hmm. and the Surface Laptop Studio, uh, which help keep the lids connected to the... Uh, decks. So if you have the surface, if you have the yeah, surface type cover, uh, it shouldn't it shouldn't flop off the screen uh, as easily as it used to. Uh, so we'll see if he demonstrates that. Uh, the other things I've been asking you about actually, and you know, this is what I found really interesting as far as the coverage for a lot of these devices, is that no one's done any any reviews about the video editing capability so far. Some people have kind of mentioned, you know, how beefy the GPU is, and they've all kind of run straight towards gaming for that. So you'll find on the Internet a ton of ones about if it can game or not. And for moderate gaming, it seems to be doing okay. But I'm more interested in whether or not it can export files, how quickly it does it, how fast the read and write speeds, uh, you know, plugging in SD cards or external uh, SSDs, you know, how quickly does it. Get all that information done how many layers can you add to a photoshop file before it starts to stutter and jitter so hopefully over the next week or so we'll start to get coverage and you know i can ask Eric these questions uh, if you're interested in those again ask them on twitter uh, but you know these are the kind of things i would rather see than like can i run the same tomb raider game that everyone seems to be running on these to say oh i can get you know 45 frames per second on a consistent <laughs>
1: and i'm back uh do you hear me fine yeah yeah we can hear you thanks for coming yeah. back do you sure see me here i put the laptop studio first on the table um hopefully it looks good everything everything looked good there
0: yeah we're seeing you seeing you just perfectly and here you loud and clear
1: all right so this is the uh, surface laptop studio first thing you i want to point out is it looks like a surface pro from the top because of this little divide here but that's for the hinge and another thing to point out really quickly is the hump on the bottom, which everyone seems to be complaining about. But as I put it down on the table, uh, you don't really notice it. it yeah. It's not so, That's what I said in my unboxing. It's on the table. It's on your lap. You don't notice the hump. And the hump is there to help with the cooling while you're gaming or while you're pumping out video files or while you're in Photoshop.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of people had questions when we saw like the early uh, first impressions when they first rolled it out and were like, hey, it's got this weird pedestal pivot thing on top underneath. But as far as all the reviews I've read about it, most people say it kind of blends into the background, especially when once it's open and you start to get that like visual feel of like a MacBook or something, like, you really don't even notice the bottom. So have you found that to be true uh, in your review of it? So
1: far, I, I don't notice it. It doesn't bother me much. I mean, look, look it's not that thick. Um, let me bring over the Pro 8 here just to show you the uh, thickness difference. I don't know if you could see between the two, but it doesn't, yeah. add, it doesn't add that much to it. It's not that thick. It's not a right. big deal. It's not a big deal.
0: Speaking of, speaking of the fans, though, have you, have you been able to push your device to kick them on? How loud are they?
1: Um, I did some uh, flying in Microsoft Flight Simulator, and they didn't get—they didn't get too loud. You know, when you're encoding something on an old Surface Pro or uh, Surface Pro Seven or the, the the Surface Pros that have the fan, you you hear that whirring noise. It's kind of the same thing. It, it's not too loud, but it's also loud. But it's not something that sounds like an airplane engine. It's not too noticeable.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, I think the other question. I think people are just going to see it. Why don't you crack it open? Uh, you probably oh, I, it I, I do
1: want to mention the the pen yeah. on the bottom too. That that was another thing that's special about the device. Is there's a little magnetic cubby here where if you bring up the Surface Pen, it will attach to it right there for easy how storage.
0: Is, how strong is that magnet? Could you, you could shake you the... could
1: you could see it? It doesn't go anywhere. It's very Perfect. very strong.
0: Uh, the other question I think people had too, I mean, it's not a super, I mean, it's a niche question, but I know that the DPI skills are different for the uh, laptop studio and the pro.
1: Right. Uh, do
0: you really notice it at all, uh, you know, as far as uh, clarity and how how nice the screen is, anything like that?
1: I'm someone that changes my scaling to like the lowest possible setting. So you could get the maximum out of the screen. So once you do that, you don't really notice the pixels and the DPI that people seem to be complaining about. They just leave it on the default, which I think is 150, and everything yeah, looks stupid. so huge. But if you turn down the scaling, it, it looks a lot better compared to if you have it everything so huge and so, so big on the screen. But okay. I just turned it on. Uh, if you could see the full thing there, can you? Yeah, yeah, we can see it. So here we go. It's on now, and it has a Windows Hello webcam up there, and it just signed me in. Didn't even touch the keyboard. See how quick right. that was.
0: Yeah. Uh, next question, I think some people might have is the uh, trackpad. I know that we oh, have this new yeah. haptic trackpad. How do you compare that to maybe? I mean, have you had, have you ever tried a Mac one with a haptic in it? Is it oh yeah, to- I
1: have. I have a 2019 MacBook Pro which has the haptic trackpad and. This is a million times better than anything Apple could do. The reason reason why I say that is it's it's kind of bigger, and it's also smooth. This is smooth like you're running your finger over glass. Now, I wish I could get a zoom in, but um, my camera's on a tripod. It's kind of hard to see, but uh, you might be able to notice it. Let me just lift it up. See right there. Yeah. It, 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 it's very big, and as you roll your fingers over it, it's very, very smooth, and I love the way that it feels. And the special thing about the haptic trackpad is you're not stuck with, with the settings that Microsoft gives you with that. You could go into the uh, settings app here, and then you tra- search for trackpad, right? Uh, where is it? Trackpad, right? And then there's a haptic touchpad, feedback section here and you see it it says intensity touchpad intensity right there it's set to the lowest by the default but if you move it all the way up that changes the way that this feels so it feels more like a traditional trackpad would and it's something that i really like uh, about the amount of customization that you could get out of it
0: cool Uh, i think I have a couple more, like two questions for that one. Then you move over to the Pro if you want to. But how's the typing experience? I know that they're using a new keyboard, uh, and I I remember these book the Surface Book keyboards are a little mushy, like softer. Yeah. Uh, are these more like the Pro uh, the Surface Type keyboard cover keys, or or somewhere in between?
1: This feels like a combination of the Type Cover keyboard as well as the uh, traditional Surface Laptop keyboard. Uh, it's not mechanical, uh, like, uh, me- like gaming laptops have those clicky mechanical keyboards, but when, as you touch the key, it kind of feels like that underneath the key because you get a nice clicky feedback on it, but it's, and, and it's really, 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 really nice to type on.
0: Okay, and then my last one, I believe, and again, everyone else can ask you questions later on. Uh, this is, what is this, day two and a half, three, battery life. What are you getting?
1: Well, um, first day, like you and I were talking about in the chat, uh, I kept the screen on 60 hertz and the brightness was at 30, 38%, which is usually what I keep my screen at. And I had the setting here for the uh, display. Let me show you this uh, display. There's a checkbox under the brightness here for, I don't know if you could see it, trying to do my best. It says, improve battery by optimizing the content shown and brightness. And then there's another checkbox for the display automatically changing lighting conditions. Mm-hmm. I unchecked those, and I used my Surface Laptop Studio regularly for web browsing, YouTube, multimedia, some light gaming. And on 60 hertz, I got around 7 to eight and a half nine 9 hours. And today I switched it up to 120 hertz, and I got around... Same thing, so it's not much of a big difference between switching the refresh rates.
0: Okay, and last one, you got to do the trick. You got to show us in, what it, studio mode? How often have you used it?
1: Uh, mainly, like I said in my initial hands-on post from uh, today, no, yesterday, I've been using it as a laptop, which is like this right now. But the thing that I've been using it most as, like as you can see here, is in this uh, stage mode where you have the screen down like this. I go into this mode and I'm looking at YouTube, I'm scrolling through my Twitter. I even have my Twitter app pinned here. I go to my Twitter, make this full screen, and I go through all of my timeline like this while sitting in bed or sitting in my laptop. That's what I use stage mode for the most as well as looking at YouTube videos and other multimedia because in stage mode, your the screen is right towards you and you're you're getting uh, you're getting all those crisp pixels, and you're getting the brightness, and you're getting everything full screen. It's so personal, just like how panels put it, and it's so beautiful. But uh, that's that's the other way that I use it. I haven't really done inking as much. I could do that for you right here. So again, how this works is you don't push it, you do this, and you pull the screen towards you like this with two hands, and you pull it down. And the magnet here will attach it. And then if you pull it down once more, it goes down like this all the way into the studio mode. And then it's it's kind of flat, but they have these sides on the, you could see it there on the edges. And with this mode, you could do your, your drawing. And in this mode, it, it kind of feels just like using a Surface Pro 8 wood flat on the table. But the differentiating factor with this is the screen. I feel like the screen on this is one of the brightest and the best contrasts and the most vivid that they ever put out on a Surface. Just looking at it while I'm web browsing, it looks different compared to any other Surface device I've used. It's so vivid and it's so realistic. And especially when you pull up files that have a lot of colors like uh, fresh paint, like uh, drawing in fresh paint here. If I could open it, you notice that things are a lot more vibrant and it's a lot more fun when you're, when you're inking and you're, it's uh, more immersive. That's, mm-hmm. that's one thing that I really liked about using it in the studio mode.
0: That's good. Well, I mean, I know that uh, neither one of us are real artists or whatnot, but hopefully we'll have yeah. someone <laughs> on soon that can uh, give us the highlights of both the surface. Laptop Studio and the Pro, because I know you haven't really had a chance to review the Pro uh, as a device itself. So we probably won't get into that, but hopefully, sometime next week, we'll be able to compare the two, uh, and they compare them to previous models like the Pro 7 Plus and uh, the Surface Book 3, uh, as far as uh, the inking is concerned, or even just uh, you know image editing uh, in general.
1: And one thing that I neglected to mention is the Surface Slim Pen 2. It now has support for the haptics. And the haptics are built into the pen right here, towards the bottom. You mm-hmm. feel a little vibration motor. And uh, when paired via Bluetooth, I need to attach the pen to get it paired back quickly here. Let's see, it, uh, it's paired there now. You, you take out the pen and you get a little vibration and it lets you know that, oh, your pen is now ready to use. And if you open apps like, uh, like OneNote, OneNote right here, and you do your drawing, the pen tip will vibrate and it feels so amazing. It's like you're putting a pen to paper here. And th- that's that's something that's really special about these new Surface devices is the way that the, the Surface Slim Pen 2 feels when you're writing on the screen like this.
0: Yeah, I heard that they've uh, put a lot of work into it. Uh, I mean, I, again, I'm not an artist, but I would love to get my hands on one. I've been using the old... I haven't had the Slim Pen 1. I've just been using the old original one, so... Uh, maybe when I upgrade my device, I'll grab the slim pen too as well.
1: You could also go into the uh, pen settings on the on the uh, laptop studio in the Pro 8. You go to pen and Windows and Ink settings, and then here it uh, tactile signals. There's a little slider for intensity. If you move this all the way up, that's when you get the true pen to paper fe- uh, feeling. By default, it's all the way down for some reason, and if you're really using maybe- the Yeah, probably, but if you're using it like that, you won't get the true experience, but if you move it all the way up, then it would feel better, and by the way, you do need to pair the pen via Bluetooth to get those tactile signals. It's not something that works if you have Bluetooth turned off like I usually like to do. That makes sense. Yeah, but uh, that's the Surface Laptop Studio for you guys, and I also want to show you the the hinge, a lot of people have complained about the hinge itself, but if I do this and zoom in here to show you the uh, the top, it, it's fabric. The hinge is not like the one on the Surface Pro. You can see here that it's all fabric and these are the cables that support the screen. So you're getting uh, that smooth movement thanks to the fabric material that they're using. And it, it's a free, It's a uh, there's also magnets on the bottom here that keep the screen locked so it doesn't go flying in uh, situations where you might pull it out really quickly or open the screen really quickly.
0: That's good. It seems like I thought about everything.
1: And that said, that is the Surface Laptop Studio. I think I covered everything, but if I didn't, you guys could let us know in the comments and I'll try to address them in my full review. Yeah,
0: sounds great. I mean, I'm sure people have questions about the port situation and how you make use of that and you know, all those kind of things. So just keep that in mind as you review it.
1: Thunderbolt 4, by the way, that's something that I didn't mention. This, These are Thunderbolt 4 ports on the Surface Laptop Studio.
0: Yeah, which is exactly why uh, Microsoft did not put the AMD that everyone kept begging for in there because I know a lot of comments in YouTube were talking about how underpowered it is and how the potential of an AMD in there would have helped. But Thunderbolt 4 is an Intel thing, so... You either get your AMD uh, graphics in there or you get the uh, port that can give you eGPU or power uh, 4K monitors with, uh, I believe, with HDMI 2.1 as well.
1: And then this here is the Surface Pro 8. Now, it's not something I'm reviewing. They just sent this to me at uh, my other publication so I could review Windows 11. But I do have it here for you to show it off really quickly if you guys want to. If you want to, uh, Kareem wants to ask me anything about it or the experience.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think because uh, it's mainly all screen, uh, we'll, we'll wait till it kicks on so we can see what the uh, bezel to screen ratio is truly in uh, person. But my question, I guess, would be the keyboard. I know that they, use, they said that they use carbon fiber this time around for stiffness. Do you actually feel that or is that just marketing fluff?
1: It definitely feels better than the one on the Pro X did and the previous type covers did. Now, I did have a Pro X, and I would say that it kind of feels the same way if you're considering uh, the differences between the two. But it does feel a little bit more sturdy, especially when you're using it in your lap.
0: Have they advanced the Alcantara technology at all, does it still feel like it might get a little dirty still?
1: Uh, It still feels like carpet keyboards. (laughs) Well, yeah, this is the the screen right here. if you guys want to see how it looks like, this is the screen. And as you can see, it's a uh, full, full bezel all the way around. Mm-hmm. You have the slim bezels on the two sides here and another slim bezel on the side there. And the top bezel is still a little bit thick. And the bottom bezel is also a little bit thick because you need room to uh, store the uh, type, the type, not the type cover, the slim pen too, right there
0: it's a little blurry maybe just the focus but I know there we go uh I know that uh when you put up to the bottom of the keyboard it actually gets rid of the bezel entirely right
1: yeah the, the bezel gets hidden when you do this I'll do it for you on the camera if you do this you have a click and it hides the bottom bezel so it's like you have a three bezel computer
0: <laughs> basically uh well, like I said I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my questions off until you fully review it because you're probably just gonna say oh I haven't tested that yet or I haven't done that yet so uh, the only other thing, I guess, is just the hand, the feel in hand. How it? Uh, I know that the Surface Pro had sort of a rounded back as well, as long as the uh, rounded corners. This one still has a. Is it still the square off, square offish design, or no? It looks rounded right there. too. Oh, it's
1: rounded. It's more rounded, and it. Uh, to address your question about the weight, it's also a little bit heavier. Um, that's one of the first things I noticed when I unboxed it, when uh, when it was delivered. Is this thing feels heavier compared to previous service devices? I guess it's because of the internals as well as the battery, but it's, it's, it's a little more top heavy, which is good compared to if you want to use it in your lap. It makes it easier and it kind of even evens out the weight a little bit.
0: Yeah. And uh, last thing, too, is I believe that whatever coating they're using on the back is less uh, or is more fingerprint resistant.
1: Yeah, that's something that uh, we had a call with Microsoft about the uh, Pro 8 and something that a lot of people asked about was the um, fingerprint resistance. And yes, it is. Look, uh, you, you see that I'm rubbing my hand on air and you're not mm-hmm. getting the fingerprints anymore. That was a big problem on the Pro X.
0: Yeah. I mean, even the Pro 7 and 6 is when they started going to that anodized black coating, whatever it was, it was a fingerprint magnet.
1: And you could upgrade the SSD as well by popping out this cover here. It's a M.2 2230 SSD, like uh, like the rest of the uh, Surface. The most recent Surface laptop and the uh, Surface Pro 7 Plus had that same SSD upgrade ability as well.
0: So look at that, folks. You don't have to be uh, beholden to your initial uh, choice of getting the lowest Ah, uh, storage device because you can upgrade it later, and I know that Amazon has amazing deals for uh, I think uh, five, twelve, or one terabyte, two terabyte uh, SSD. So, if you know money's still a concern, but you do want the most powerful version of it, uh, you can you can still make it better later on.
1: But they also removed the micro SD cards uh, expansion. It's not on this, and it's not on the laptop studio either. So. You need to settle for storage that you think will last you for as long as you plan to keep the device. But with Thunderbolt four support, you could include um, use a expandable storage like um, Thunderbolt four drive. They sell a lot of them now. Those small ones where you plug it in and you get the storage that way. So not a huge concern.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, it's very it's a very versatile device. I believe the Pro eight, uh, as boring as a lot of reviewers have said it is, it's probably the most perfect device that microsoft has made uh to date
1: and then on the uh the surface laptop studio here you some people i saw on reddit if you pull this these feet off you could unscrew some screws and the base comes out ah, and you could change could it. you could change the ssd but um considering the value of this right now not something i plan to do right away <laughs> yeah no uh
0: not until they officially release like replacements for the footings. Uh, footing so i remember they yeah. did that for the Surface Laptop 3, you, you can yeah. basically take the footings off, but they didn't have official replacements until way later. So,
1: And uh, all of them have the uh, Surface Connect port as well for charging. On I believe on the Pro 8, you could use USB-C, but on the Laptop Studio, this is a beefy laptop here. You need to use the Surface Connect charger to do everything. And this is some controversy because they included the 102 watt adapter in the box. And that doesn't supply enough power while you're gaming. So if you're in a high game or you're doing something that's pulling a lot of the GPU power, it will drain out very quickly. And you would need to invest in the 128 watt adapter, which is another $100 to ensure that you're not draining the battery while you're doing GPU intensive tasks.
0: Yeah, it's kind of shady on Microsoft's part. I mean, I get it <laughs> yeah. because, because uh, they're thinking portability if you're going to be flying in time soon with this thing. It's also a get... legal
1: thing because the maximum the FAA allows exactly. is 100 watts. So there, there you go.
0: Yeah, so for those gamers who are dedicated, uh, you'll need to have your own setup and rig at home with it.
1: All right, so let me just uh, change my camera settings here really quickly and get back to where I was before, and we'll finish the podcast
0: yes yeah, sounds good
1: well, let's uh pick up where we left off and now it's time for our week ahead segment and uh there's still some surface uh news that's coming up this week because as i just showed it off i'm planning to review the surface laptop studio so i need to get started there and uh do some video editing and finish playing some games install some more games i know kareem mentioned that he's going to get me some affinity uh, subscription so i could test some photo editing as well so that that's something that i'm planning next week and i also need to finish my XPS 17 review which i i'm doing the podcast on right now i still i need to get to this and i've been putting it off because of surface and windows but i promise you guys i will finally have it ready for you next week
0: uh, I don't have this much exciting news. Uh, I, am test, <laughs> I am reviewing a, a AR set from think, uh, Lenovo. So, hopefully, I'll get that one out uh, next week. And then I also have, uh, oh, uh, their Legion uh, 7i Slim that I need to f- give you guys a review on, which is an amazing device. They also sent me a 5i, I believe. So, it's a 7 is a little more powerful, a little sleeker, a bit heavier. I uh, should be getting the 5 pretty soon. So, I got some gaming reviews coming up for you guys. Uh, And I will also be testing out uh, editing and stuff on those as well.
1: And we also have some news uh, in the coming week about Office 2021, which uh, finally started rolling out on Windows and Mac OS. And this is the latest, as we got into a couple weeks ago, it is the latest perpetual version of uh, Microsoft Office for Consumers. And businesses, and it launched on the same day as Windows 11, successor to Office 2019, and it brings new visual changes, some new productivity tools uh, as well. Uh, we have a full post about it, and you guys could check it out if you're willing to go buy Office 2021. Yeah,
0: I believe that is our pod. Uh, you can find me at Mindhead1 on Twitter. Uh, where can people find you?
1: A Jern.
0: Yeah, and for all of the other news that we have, well, we just started Instagram. It's only a couple pictures there, but I promised to give you guys some more as Eric kind of goes through his breakdown of all the stuff that is Surface devices. Uh, so you can follow us on our Instagram, which is on Microsoft uh, Fish uh, underscore official because there was one before it. Uh, you can also find all the rest of our posts, and writings, musings, editorials, reviews, giveaways, all of all of the good stuff on all Microsoft on Twitter. Uh, we also have a Pinterest page if you guys are into gaming that is headed up by Brad, who uh, is very good on keeping us up to date on all the gaming news. So uh, whatever you know, float your boat, we have a section for you.
1: And as always, we thank you guys for watching us and hope to see you again soon. Same place, same time. Yeah, thank you. Stay safe. Bye-bye, everyone.